Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Yes. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who uh, bring you Locked on Clippers five days a week. Yes, we do. 7 a.m. Yep. Comes out every day. You can come in. Monday through Friday. It's a great hang. <laughs> uh, and today we're kicking things off with a preview of the upcoming game against the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Clippers kind of have a brutal stretch of road games. I think seven out of their next 10 games are on the road. Yes. Uh, which, you know, home stands over. It's time to wake it's up. It's done. Yeah, nine games. Wasn't enough, I guess. We're going to talk about what we need to do well in this one as well as what could go wrong. Give you a couple of key matchups to take a look at in that one. And then it's my favorite day of the week. It's Twitter Tuesday. Every single Monday, we ask for your questions on Twitter. That's at Locked On Clips. Thank you to everyone who sent those in ahead of time. Be sure and get your question in if you want it to get featured on the show. There's some great stuff there. And then in shavings, some good news for the Clips. Paul George was named Western Conference Player of the Week. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk about that. There's also some news about the fan requirements for getting to Staples, which you'll want to stay tuned for. Mm-hmm. And then... There's a new suitor whom has emerged for Kawhi in free agency. So we're going to talk about that as well. But before we get into it, got to let you know this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of the Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Clippers vs. Pacers preview, night one of a back-to-back. Love it. <laughs> Love these back-to-backs. Which, so, there's kind of some concern a bit. So there's no surge or bev for this one, obviously. Kawhi Leonard also ruled out a day before the game. It's a sore right foot. This just this just has to be back-to-back stuff, right? Feels like it. I think... Um... I think that we are kind of at the point where we might not be seeing one of Kawhi or George in back-to-backs, which I think is the right move. I'm fine with it. Provided we're still keeping the minutes relatively high when on the when games that they playing. are playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's sort of a uh, high reps, low sets kind of a situation. Nice. Some gym talk. <laughs> um, Miles Turner also listed as out for the Pacers. Yep. Which takes away... A substantial amount of blocks they average per game, but uh, he averages almost four blocks a game. Yeah, and as a team, I think they average six. So Miles Turner doing a lot to bring up that those block numbers for the Pacers. But let's get into it. What do we need to do well in this one? Well, so I'm actually going to defer to you. You have some interesting notes in here on the rebounding of the Pacers. What can the Clips do on the glass in this one? Okay, the Pacers rank 29th in total rebounds. Um, in Look, that by itself is very bad, right? They're 30th in defensive rebounding percentage and 22nd in offensive rebounding percentage, which means per 100, the percent of rebounds that you grab on both those ends. So they are like really not grabbing any boards. Yes. Like at all. No. Um, it's kind of shocking. It's really shocking for a team that is pretty good, right? Um, Sabonis so grabs 11 and a half per game. Miles Turner second. He's not playing in this one. He grabbed six and a half. Oladipo was third, but he's not on the team anymore. Um, so like, like if we can just be average on the boards in this one, which we are, we're 16th in total rebounds yeah. per game. We can get second chance points. We can demoralize the Pacers down low. Like I will be, I don't know if I'd be very shocked or not shocked at all if the Clippers got out rebounded by the Pacers, right? Like this is, this is just something we have to win. 
And if we do win, we will probably win this game. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I think just uh, tying into that, we need to limit their second chance opportunities. Mm -hmm. So this team is- It's insane they get any based on their rebounds. (laughs) Yeah, based on their rebounding numbers, like they're not a whole lot, but uh, the Pacers are just outside the top 10 in effective field goal percentage, uh, which surprises me just because They've always. This has been a team that's always had offensive struggles. It's kind of like always been what's holding yeah. them back. But they are efficient, so we need to eliminate any sort of extra looks at the basket. Both teams essentially broke even in terms of second chance points in the first showing. That was also without Turner. Hey, um, so yeah, I, I would like to see us limit those. Mm-hmm. And so my next two kind of run together. <laughs> like, what's another thing they do the worst in the league, weirdly? The Pacers are the second worst paint defense in the league in terms of points per game. The Clippers don't score a lot in the paint. I, I mean, I think our percentage in, in terms of our total field goal attempts, I think we're like second to last in the in the yeah. percentage of our field goal attempts that are in the paint. But this is kind of the right sort of opponent <laughs> to to possibly drive it home a little bit more, just get depending. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just because the Pacers do limit three-point attempts, um, sure. this is an opportunity where they are kind of uh, less than sufficient. They're giving <laughs> up 52 points per game in the paint, which feels a lot. like a lot. I mean, the Clippers are at like 47 a game. Yeah, uh, but we're also like 52. the most efficient shooting team of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is just get to the line. Uh, the Pacers are a bottom 10 team in terms of opponent free throw attempts, so that means they give up a lot uh, of free throw attempts to their opponents. We need to make sure that Morris and PG are both getting into the paint. Yeah, uh, PG's been and, great at and, that and recently. staying aggressive. Yeah, uh, so maybe, you know, some less turnaround jumpers there for Morris. Ooh, uh, shots fired. No, I mean it. Turnaround shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know, I think Reggie could be really key in this too. He generally yeah. looks to push the pace. Man. It'll it'll be curious too to see what Zoo's kind of free throw attempt situation looks like in this oh, one yeah. too. For sure. Um, with him in the starting lineup, so. Hope to see our future attempts in this one above our season average. I think that that'd be a nice mark of success. Yeah. Anyways, what could go wrong in this game? You mentioned that they don't give up a lot of threes. They're allowing an NBA best 31 attempts from beyond the arc to their opponents, but they're letting teams shoot 37% from the arc. We take 34 attempts per game, so this isn't really hurting our overall attempts. Even if we were at 31, it's not like it's a giant outlier right like we're not getting stifled or something like that but if we're not hitting those shots it's going to lead to that kind of quote-unquote frustrated iso ball that we've seen but thankfully they have one of the worst paint defenses in the league so i just want us to hit our shots we yeah we just just not go cold yeah definitely um i think like the biggest thing is if we don't show up defensively early yeah Um, tone we had some troubles with that, I, I thought, against both the Rockets and the Pistons. And this is a team that's a tier above those teams, right? Uh, Theoretically, maybe, maybe, yes. maybe two tiers above those teams, depending on how you look at yeah, it. Yeah, they're in the playoff. They're in the playing game right now. They're, they're in the playing game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hardy 25 and 27 record. Yeah. And, and as I mentioned up top, like just with a brutal sort of road stretch, letting teams in is going to make these games a lot harder than maybe they have to be. Uh, when you're already sort of at a, a a disadvantage in terms of rest and travel. So the Pacers are kind of the perfect team to take advantage of a sluggish defense. They yeah. thrive on the fast break. They're currently scoring about 14% of their total field goals on the fast break, which is the most in the NBA. Is that a mark of a bad team? 
In the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. In the in the playoffs for it's sure. Not like overall, obviously, like if your team is like first in offensive rating and you're scoring on the break, go for it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, you look at sort of like the breakdowns of where they score, and it's kind of interesting. Like 16% of their points come off of turnovers, which is top 10 in the league. Like I said, 14% off the fast break. And then 47% of their points come in the paint, which is top five in the league. And they're it's gonna be yeah, crucial. For Zoo to stay out of foul trouble, he was oh, yeah. limited to just 16 minutes in this first matchup. Good call. This could be a struggle for us, defending them in the paint as well as keeping up with them on a fast break. It is the first night of a back-to-back. Yeah. We generally thrive in the second night. Yeah, and they're so, a top-10 team in pace. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, getting sloppy with the ball. Yes. Another thing that we've seen, the Pacers are first in blocks. Granted, they're, the majority of their blocks will be out, which is Miles Turner. And they're fourth in steals. So we can't really do anything to like help them out on the disrupt our offense front. Like if they're just like getting a bunch of steals, we'll be like, well, that's insane. But yeah. at least we're not. TJ McConnell just going Dude, off. he might have 12. Um, but, you know, teams are averaging above league average turnovers per game versus the Pacers. So if we turn the ball over like we did against Detroit, like you said, this is a different team. Um, this is not a team that I want to turn the ball over against a bunch. Yeah, I think we had 16 turnovers in our last matchup with them, which... I mean, isn't ideal, but yeah, I think we did win by a oh, shitload. I know, um, it's still 16 turnovers is oh, sloppy. Yeah. Sloppy. What's a key matchup you got? Key matchup is, I, I've alluded to it a little bit throughout this, but Zoo versus Sabonis is going to be big for me. Uh, Zoo didn't have a great game in the last outing against the Pacers. Uh, he did get the start in that one. We had no surge, but he was limited due to four personal fouls. He only played 16 minutes. He was the only negative clipper. Uh, in a blowout, Oof. entire a squad. huge blowout. It was one twenty six to what ninety nine or yeah, something like that. Something like that. Uh, it was sub hundred. Yeah, he was minus six in a blowout game. Like I said, the only negative impact Clipper on the court, which is yikes. However, one area he did deliver was defensively on Sabonis. He guarded Sabonis through about eighteen possessions. It was like eighty percent of his defensive assignment. Sabonis was one of seven when he was matched up against. Okay, him. I'm not mad at so, that. So. Uh, that went very well. Down a, a, a piece again. I mean, we saw them without Turner the last time we saw them, but uh, down a piece in Turner. Uh, Sabonis is, I, I believe, their second leading scorer. Uh, so it's it is efficient. If um, if Zoo can slow him down, that's gonna that's that's gonna make this night a little bit easier for everybody else. For sure, and he'll have a big issue on the boards too because Sabonis averages the most rebounds for them. Um, my key matchup is Paul George versus the thirty point streak. Ooh, love it. Will it be four games of 30 in a row for PG? I hope I get a tweet of one particular meme that we've been tweeting about it. We might need it in this one, honestly, depending how things go. We're down Kawhi, so it would be nice to see Paul George put up a 30-piece. TJ McConnell guarded him for the majority of his minutes last time we played, but that was without Kawhi, so... Probably Malcolm Brogdon, who guarded Kawhi the majority. Yeah, they put him on. They, they put him on forwards kind of a lot. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah, I want him to. What's your note in here? Oh, <laughs> I, I want PG to have the classic "stick it to your ex employer" yeah. kind of game. This is like when you go into a restaurant you used to work at, where they treated you like shit, and then you order something that's maybe more expensive than usual. You order the most expensive thing on the menu. Yes, and you say no discount. It's you fine. send it back. <laughs> yeah, you no, send, never send anything. No, please, back, don't, please unless don't do it's that. really, really. I've wrong. been a server, and people send things back for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I would say. Um, what's your prediction? Do you think we got this one? I think we got this one. I think we got this one. Um, Pacers are on a little bit of a slump right now, even for them. Uh, I think that we, yeah, I, th- I think that we can put this one away. 
Let's do it. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking some Twitter Tuesday, some fantastic questions, and one that got us pretty fired up. But first, got to give a shout out to the Locker Room app like we did off top. Locker Room is the only live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to us. You can talk to other fans, even some athletes, and some insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Again, it is free. Just got to have a Twitter that you link to it so the, the real crazy people don't come out. Start or join ongoing conversations. Watch games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. You can talk with other sports fans. It's awesome. Join in on conversations with the whole Locked On Network and have a chance to be featured on some podcasts. Have your takes ready. Hey. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile. Link your Twitter. You have to have a functioning Twitter, which I cannot express how much I love that that is an issue with uh, this app. It's very smart. And join the group. Follow at Locked NBA to be notified when the rooms go live. Come with your spiciest takes. And in between doing that, while you're servicing your car, Will, where can these people go get their car figured out? You got to check out Rock Auto. Oh, with yeah. the, look, with the increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the pointless or seemingly intimidating line of questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? There's no diversity there. You have None. computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Pocket. <laughs> RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, which if I'm not mistaken is every piece of a car. Yes. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, even the prices that you prefer. Speaking of prices, what? prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right. Welcome to Twitter Tuesdays. We're jumping right into it. We got a bunch of questions. We had to trim it down to the to the best one. So thank you for everyone who put those in at Locked On Clips. You can send your questions at any time. Um, we'll just talk about them on the show if you send them in on Monday. Um, our guy Arno Madathian, shout out Arno. Might be another charity challenge coming up. Oh yeah. Who knows? Uh, he says 17 games left. I only see a handful of difficult games on the schedule. I know it's close to impossible to predict because of rest and seating implications, but I say 12 and five in the next 17. He's curious to hear our predictions. We got a bunch of questions like this. We just grabbed our nose out of this. Here's our next 17 games before we give the prediction. At Pacers, at Pistons, which is a back-to-back, at the 76ers. After that, we go home versus the Wolves, then at the Blazers, home versus the Grizzlies, which is a back-to-back, then at Rockets, at Pels, at Suns, home against the Nuggets, Raptors, Lakers, and Knicks, end the season with a Raptors-Hornets back-to-back in their respective stadiums, then at the Rockets, at the Thunder. All right. I'm not mad at 12-5. and five. I mean, I think 12-5 and five would be excellent. Just given, I think it's a pretty good prediction, too. Yeah, three back-to-backs. Uh, I, I mean, I think that's... 
I think that's a fairly impressive finish to the season. Yeah, I, t- I mean, toughest games, obviously at 76ers after that, that this upcoming back to back. Yeah. That's probably one of the that's probably one of the tougher ones. And you definitely um, drop you're you're gonna drop one of those three games to the Nuggets, Suns, and Lakers. I think for sure. I think you're gonna drop one of the three. Yeah, I think we're dropping one of the three. <laughs> I don't think we drop anything against the Rockets, who we play twice, which makes no sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I think twelve and five makes sense. I also like. I mean, eleven and six isn't bad at all. You know, if we're twelve do- and five would put us just shy of fifty wins. Okay. That's good. If we're anything, if we're double digits in whatever, I do not care. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if we go 10 and 7, whatever. We got rest to deal with. Like like he said, we don't know what rest is going to look like at the end. Like those, so, those rot, like if seating is locked up. Yeah, so that's the that's the other thing to consider too, right, uh, is what Ty Lu opts to do uh, as far as minutes load and rotation is concerned. Yeah, if, if we're not if, moving. If seeding is no longer a factor. If we're not moving these last two games, like at Rockets, at Thunder, I don't care. I want guys to get ramped up, but I'm, I'm more looking for process. On this last four-game road trip, I'm just looking for process. Yeah. I'm looking for things to be looking crisp. I'm looking for the defense to still be looking good. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's what I'm really looking for. Absolutely. 12 and uh, 5 doesn't seem crazy though. And honestly, I don't know. We could to me we could drop We're going to drop a dumb one. There's going to be a game oh, absolutely. where we're absolutely. like what the hell like maybe the Pels game. Like yeah, it depends on Serge's availability too. Like there's I a, feel like the Grizzlies are kind of are always catching the Clippers. Yeah, uh, on their like laurels for sure. <laughs> type of always type resting of team. on their laurels. Uh I think that I think that Raptors Hornets back to back is deceptively difficult. Um, it's annoying. So yeah, I, I think twelve so and five would be really good. Alternatively, if we went like ten and seven, but we put away the Suns, Nuggets, and Lakers, and the six and Healthy and the Lakers. Sixers, yeah, uh, I would say that that is more than sufficient. That's a good call. If we went nine, yeah. honestly, if we went nine and eight, but put away convincingly the Suns, Nuggets, Lakers, and Sixers, I kind of don't give a shit. That's a good call. <laughs> and like the Thunder aren't going to be trying to win the last game of the season. Like, yeah, more than likely, more than likely. Out, so. Rockets, like that's a that's a good call. Um, thank you for that question, Arno. Brian Kuhn with a very spicy question. Ooh, lay it on me. Can we start man and bench RJ? Also, <laughs> I just want to start with something. It's too spicy. Can we stop calling Reggie Jackson RJ? His name is Reggie. I didn't know we were calling him RJ. I've seen it a couple times on Twitter. The man's name is Reggie. He's yeah. not an RJ. No he, one calls him RJ. And there's just another RJ in the league. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, Reggie was here first, but <laughs> it doesn't seem like he's laying claim to the nickname. No, but also just no. Uh, Brian Coon, we we cannot start man and bench Reggie Jackson. We can't. Reggie has been the point guard of the best offense in the league in league history since the All Star break. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, literally, abso- absolutely. I think the other thing that we should be asking ourselves before we ask if we can start man and, and bench Reggie is: Is Terrence Mann really a point guard? No, I mean, he's not at all. And I don't mean that in a bad way. He's he's shown the ability to facilitate for sure. But I see him much more as like a point forward kind of a guy. Like he's he has the ability to facilitate. He's like a 1.75 or like a 2.3. I, I think it's like a 2.3. In terms kind of, of position. Yeah. yeah. So uh, 
It, to me, the answer is no. He's he's not a point guard. So for me, I, I don't think that we could bench Reggie. And we're not saying like a quote unquote him. true point guard. But man, we saw what happened when he's like the point. That was last season. He's uncomfortable in that role, which is fine because it's not. He played that shit in high school. <laughs> like, yeah. He's been so good as the rim runner. He's going to be great. as Also, the energy off the bench is huge. I agree. Like... No, we're keeping. I agree, and sometimes we see him in the first rotation in for defensive purposes. Uh, For sure, I think he's kind of right where he needs to be. And honestly, look, it sucks to not have Pat Bev, but there is continuity with this starting unit and Reggie, and he's been unexpectedly really fucking good at the role. He's been amazing. Um, Speaking of Terrence Mann, Nick Jacobs, who's thinking way ahead asks, with how good man has been this year, do you think some form of contract extension is on the horizon for him this offseason? And I'm going to say he's played so good that there is not a contract extension on the table because they can pay him for an NBA team borderline no money until they literally have to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like from a business, like I don't, well, I, I would give Terrence Mann a bunch of money right now, but the Clippers they, just won't. Like, I don't mean they can't, they just won't. Like there's no reason for them to. Yeah, well, they already ex- extended, like, the third-year option or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, it'd be at the end of next season when he would be looking at, like, the rookie kind of the, – yeah. the, the bigger number extension. He's locked um, up. So there's – according to Hoops Hype, we have him for this year for one and a half. Next year is a team option for 1.7. The year after that's a team option for 1.9. Yeah, and I believe we've already guaranteed the third year on the contract, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if I am, you know, crucify me. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, and then I, th- I, I think you're eligible for the rookie extension after your third year. Um, and he was a second-round pick. So. Oh, yeah, so it might even be different in, in those circumstances as yeah, well. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, we absolutely, I mean, yeah, extend Terrence Mann as soon as we possibly can. Um, yeah, he's got the team option, club option at the end of 23. Um, he'll be an unrestricted free agent after the 2022 to 2023 season. Yeah. Which there's going to be an extension probably worked out, I'd imagine, after next season or something like that. Unless Terrence Mann is like, I'm going to try unrestricted free agency. Yeah. I mean, just see what's cracking. Could do that as well. I really hope he does it. <laughs> if not, next year's guard rotation is uh, Luke Kennard, Patrick Beverly, and Rachel Rodney. <laughs> Um, maybe Reggie Jackson. Uh, at Jumpscare237 asks, will Cousins be picked up for at least another 10-day contract? If not, the rest of the season, thoughts on if he should be or should not be? Oof. Um, I don't think he is. Yeah. I, I don't know what the deal is with that. I, I thought that they would. It seemed like there was some interest and excitement from within the organization. And, yeah. Uh, not seeing him suit up against the Pistons is kind of like yeah. worrisome. I'm like, he's an emergency player and stuff like that, but like we're down a center, which to me is a emergency player situation. Yeah, right. Um, and Patterson's still getting minutes. So I, I would guess that we're not moving forward with Boogie. Um, look, I, I think... Uh, I think provided a healthy Serge Ibaka, which it seems the that internally they're fairly confident that he's going to be playoff ready. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no need for a DeMarcus Cousins. So for sure, I like it just for a strict vibes play. Yeah, he's been pretty big sure. on vibes. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we can hire him as a weird assistant coach, give him a 1099 or something. Um, Stephen Omar 91 asked, did Austin Rivers burn bridges or anything like that when he was with the Clips? Because he seems like he'd be a really solid pickup for the playoffs. Carl Tart was texting us about this. I like it. I don't think he would play in the playoffs. Like, he's not in our playoff rotation. 
I just don't get where he really fits because he's another guy who need kind of needs the ball in his hands offensively. Yeah. Um, you know, he I like off the dribble, I feel like is kind of where he's the best. And yeah. I don't really see how that fits in with what we need yeah. currently. Uh, but, you know, you can play a little defense. And if we pick up another knock on our freaking guard rotation, then, yeah, sign him with, you know, like, why not? Um, but, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't. I, I don't think he play. burned bridges. I, I, you know, I think he. I think it's weird playing for your dad. He really drew a lot of ire from fans, which, you know, I'll admit to being guilty to at times. Yeah. But um, then he had that exploded eye and played like a champ. Yeah, overall was like a solid guy, and I, I don't get how he kind of bounces around the league so much. He's despite, good. Yeah, despite like having a pretty good year in New York, they were like, "No, nah, we're going Derrick Rose." So I, yeah. you know, I don't know. Um, I I don't think that right now, barring any injuries, he necessarily fits with what the Clippers need at, right. at the guard. But um, I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to the pickup. Like, it's not something I would ever poo-poo if it did happen. <laughs> I poo-pooed <laughs> uh, Wrapping it up, Clipper Spencer wants to know, shout out Clipperholics, who is now the cutest Clipper? Mmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I, uh, I still think it's probably Terrence. Oh, Terrence Mann is a good call. Good looking, good looking dude. Yeah. Uh, I gotta stick with PG, although I do think He's letting the beard get a little crazy. <laughs> it's getting a little unruly. Uh, but I still got to go PG. Clipperholic said Surge. Sur- I mean, Surge is another great option. I mean, easily the best dresser on the team. Right. Uh, Terrence Mann, I think, has stepped up his fit game so much. Terrence Mann's fit game is unbelievable. Uh, you know, young guy, vet in the fit game. Vet in the fit game, not doing too much weird new stuff. I know I sound like a 30-year-old player. No, he he pushes the boundaries, I feel like, just enough to where it's yes. still the layman can be like, <laughs> yes. oh, I appreciate it. The losers <laughs> uh, can appreciate it. Um, thank you to everyone for your questions. We really appreciate them. They're always fantastic to answer. You can send them to Locked On Clips and we'll answer them. Coming up, we're going to be talking Paul George's weekly award that he got, as well as some new requirements for fans getting into staples but first gotta give a shout out to bet online yes it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action so easy football might be over but the nba and the nhl are in full swing and skate bet online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine had some friends who are trying to bet on the masters put them right in the way to betonline.ag they lost uh bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN. Okay, so we're back with shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else that's going on. Some Lucy's. Uh, some Lucy's, love it. Uh, <laughs> leading off, Paul George was named Western Conference Player of the Week. Yeah! Which, I mean, loved it. He averaged 34 points per game. Uh, over the last week and six assists. It's just good to see him get the recognition. You know, Finally. you like to see it. And I, it, this has me really hyped up on playoff performance, Paul George. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Paul George have a very, very good playoffs. Do you think maybe that this recognition uh, maybe makes the refs wise up a little? No. If anything, they're like, God damn it. <laughs> How dare you, How Paul dare George? You, Paul George. Yeah, if anything, this makes the refs more mad. Um, but I don't know. I hate all the refs. So keep doing your thing, Paul. That's why he dunked on Isaiah the other day. 
He's like, I knew I wasn't getting called, so I was going up to dunk. <laughs> like, um, shout out Paul George, 33, 34 and six assists over a week is fantastic. Yeah. Um, got some new requirements for Clippers fans getting into Staples, probably subject to change as all of this stuff is. Right now you will have to have a COVID-19 vaccination card with the last shot date at least two weeks prior to the game. Oh, damn. Or a negative COVID-19 test result taken within 72 hours of the game. Okay. Which kind of poses an issue for some people maybe where testing is slower. Right? Yeah. Like it's not 72 hours everywhere. Some places it's like four days. Um, and then all seats 30 feet uh, off the court will require guests to be both vaccinated and tested within 48 hours. So there's some privilege going on with these close seats. Um, I don't know. These are all going to change, but I'm hyped for fans to be back. Oh, 100%. I'm excited to go to the game with fans again. Yeah, I mean, it's been so long. Are they going to ship us back up to the press box now? Because that doesn't seem safe. I don't know. I'm I'm not opposed to the press box. I like the press box, but it's going to be funny if there's like it's a little seven. bit more lawless in terms of media. Yeah, seating. I've I've definitely been a little more animated in the press box than yeah. when I'm when I'm down low. That's a fun time. Remember it's, when Kevin Durant scored 50 points and everyone in the press box was just dead quiet? Just yeah, watching the team. It was nuts. It was yeah. It it was something that I couldn't appreciate while it was happening because just enraged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally. Just to wrap up a pretty chill Monday. I had a pretty good Monday. Hope everyone else did for this Tuesday episode. There's a report that the Warriors will make a play for Kawhi if he doesn't sign with the Clippers. Okay. I just don't, like, what is their pitch? Like, hey, buddy, team flight will wait as long as we need to for you to drive up from yeah. San Diego. Hey, Anytime, man. buddy. This this place is the opposite of where you're from. <laughs> Let's hang. No, this is California idiotic. is one of the largest states. Would you like to drive all the way across? <laughs> yeah. What a stupid report. Um, <laughs> what a dumb report. I mean, look, here's the thing. I, I, I think and also, for me, it's kind of like, duh. Like, who's not going to pitch Kawhi? So th- that's my thought, is like, where the Warriors are at right now, realistically, they're going to make a play at any big game-changing free agent who's available yeah. out there, right? they got some assets. Uh, they have some assets. They have the Timberwolves pick. They have Wiseman, who you know is probably going to be out the rest of the season with that meniscus tear. Yeah, but uh, seems like a classic it, candidate the Clippers would trade for a guy with a knee injury. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but is you know an, an, an interesting asset, and certainly there there would be some interest there. And then you know who knows what they're going to end up doing with the wings that they have right now. <laughs> with, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, so I, I, I would expect the the Warriors to be kind of circling around talks for any free agent. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not doubting the validity in it. Like, of course they're interested. Yeah. Who? Tell me what team wouldn't be interested in adding Kawhi? The Spurs. <laughs> I wish them nothing but bad luck in this endeavor. Oh! I don't wow. want anyone to even be sniffing around Kawhi. No. He's a clipper. He's a clipper. And will probably. Probably. Uh, Anything else? Uh, No. Let's let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Uh, Wednesday's episode, we're having special guest Sabrina Merchant. Shout out Sabrina. You always stay on her fantastic podcast. She's going to join us for a recap of the Clippers vs Pacers game and preview that Pistons matchup. Nothing but marquee matchups for our guests. Yes. When they come through. Yes. Only the finest. Only the finest. Hey, watch say Wednesday poll. So look out for that on Locked On Clips at Twitter. Then whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, thank you everyone for listening to the show. Where can people even listen to this show? 
they can listen to this. <laughs> Where can they? They can listen to the show on iTunes or the podcast app. Uh, we're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. For sure. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Clips. It's it's a good time. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe. It really helps us out. As we mentioned up top, the show comes at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have you listen. We absolutely would. And I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.